we want to focus on the speaker fight in Columbus. Well, it's not a fight anymore. It's over. But it was a fight yesterday, and it took some very, very interesting turns, as some fights tend to do. Derek Maron uh, was the speaker-elect chosen from the Republicans back in a closed-door vote in uh, November. He was expected to take over, and uh, yesterday they engineered a coup, they being other Republicans. And uh, they got a whole bunch of Democrats to join them and voted instead for Jason Stevens to be the new Speaker of the Ohio House of Representatives. Joining us now is one of those who uh, voted for Stevens and, according to reporting, was instrumental in calling other Republican representatives and asking them to flip their votes from Marin to Stevens. He is Al Catrona, Republican representative from Canfield. Uh, representative Catrona, thank you for making the time this morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, thank you for having me, Bob. Yeah, uh, thank you for coming on. This is, a, this is a pretty controversial situation we have in front of us, and so I respect anybody who is on the side that you are on being willing to answer the questions about why you did what you did. So let's start there. Um, why is it that you decided, and if, first of all, let me clarify or get clarification from you. Uh, Ohio Press Network reports say that you were among those calling other Republicans, asking them to flip their support from Marin to Jason Stevens. So part A is, is that true? And part B, why? Why did you, why, why did you turn on Marin after the Republican uh, 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 67 strong majority back in November voted for Marin to be the guy. So um, to, to, to answer your question, at first, uh, yes, I was making calls. I was happy to make the phone calls. I thought it was the best thing for our institution. I thought it was the best thing for Ohio and definitely was the best thing for our, our districts. And so um, as far as, uh, as far as uh, why, you know, why all this ensued and, and why did this occur? I mean, look, at the end of the day, the gentleman's agreement is not just one-sided. It is saying that we will come out uh, in acclamation, and everybody was on board to do that. But part of that gentleman's agreement is also that you're not going to tar and feather your, your, the folks who did not support you or did not vote for you. Um, you're not going to ostracize them. You're not going to make them feel like uh, they're not part of the team because at the end of the day, the, the ability to have 67 members is only helpful uh, if we're all in sync together, right? And, you know, half, you know, more, like basically half the caucus was uh, and it was getting thrown to the curb. And it, it, In what it way, was, um, if I may, in, in what way? What are, what are we talking about here when you say feeling ostracized or kicked to the curb? What, what, what are we talking sure. about? Sure. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know, you got to be able to get those conversations going. This is the, the, the quote-unquote speaker-elect. Uh, should be in a, is in a position, and they're required. I mean, leadership is not just a title; it's, it's how you act. Mm -hmm. And this was a trial run, and you know he had an, uh, an has an obligation of being the speaker elect as being somebody who's going to be, you know, one of the most powerful people here in the state of Ohio. Has an obligation to call members. Has an obligation to, to talk with them to let them know that they are not going to um, be shunned. And that has been the complete opposite. We haven't gotten a call from him. We haven't spoken to him. He hasn't reached out. I mean, listen, you had half the caucus that wanted to go a different direction. That means that according to the vote, according to the original vote in November, um, it wasn't half the caucus. Uh, he, he won. He won comfortably uh, in terms of being you know, right, selected right. as the speaker elect. So why do you say half the caucus was against well, him? That's, it was, yeah, I mean, I was like, I mean, it was he won by three, basically three votes. 
um, out of our 60, it, at the time it was actually 68 because we allowed somebody who had uh, technically won, uh, I think uh, Beach uh, is his name, Ronald Beach, he had uh, he had won, but then ultimately lost to um, to Brown, Representative Brown, as they did a recount. But there were 68 people there at the time. One of the members was also not there um, at the time of the vote. And so, you know, he won. The, the breakdown was like a three-vote swing, three- or four-vote swing. So, I mean, that's about half the caucus. And when yeah, you factor yeah, in the yeah, yeah but, but Representative Katrona, let's look at the breakdown now. 45 Republicans voted for him to be the speaker. 21 of you guys voted for Jason Stevens. Who's got support of the majority of the caucus here? You won. You know, here's here's a real question. You know, if if a tree falls in the woods and no one is there to hear it, can it doesn't make a sound. I would ask you if a Republican speaker is chosen by majority Democrats, is he in fact a Republican speaker? Well, to answer your question on that, I mean, listen, Jason Stevens is the only was was and is the only speaker candidate that was endorsed by CPAC. I mean, that's a conservative group. You know, we're not talking about, uh, uh, you know, some type of a rhino here. We're talking about somebody who has We're talking about exactly ideas. that, Representative Katrona. We're talking about somebody that 32 Democrats out of 33 in their caucus said, we, we like that guy. We're, you literally chose somebody that the Democrat, more Democrats liked than Republicans liked. You have a 67 to 33 majority. 45 of your 67 went with a conservative. 21 went with somebody that 32 Democrats liked better. Um, what, does well, that, what does that tell? What does that tell red state Ohio? You voted for a supermajority of Republicans, and the Republicans gave that away, literally in terms of the speakership of the House, to Democrats. Well, I, first of all, I, I think that that would be reading into to way too much. I mean, listen, at the end of the day. We have a situation here where we have a person who is conservative. His voting record is conservative. Uh, you know, Jason Stevens is conservative. All right. That's, that's first and foremost. As far as the caucus vote, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, tactics that were, were utilized by, uh, by the other side, a lot of lies that were spread, um, you know, towards the, towards closer to the vote. I mean, listen, we walked, we were waking up that day with, um, with basically 30 votes coming into it. Um, and, and so, you know, it wasn't until some, some of the different tactics that were utilized. But besides, putting that stuff aside, I mean, look, at the end of the day, what we care about is a, is a conservative agenda. Jason Stevens is going to be the, the mass truck of conservatism here in the Representative state Katrina, with all due respect, and I really mean that because I respect you for coming on. I'm giving you hard questions, sure. and I appreciate yeah, no, you doing no. it. So please don't take this with disrespect. But come on conservative agenda is going to be advanced by a leader who was chosen by majority Democrats, 32 Democrats, just 21 Republicans voted for Jason Stevens. And you want us to think he's the conservative Mack truck. How is he the conservative Mack truck and Democrats are cool with electing a strong conservative to enact uh, or to, uh, to pass conservative legislation and establish conservative policy in a state that they want to be blue. I mean, listen, I would tell you this, um, (laughs) Uh, first of all, um, I get the question right, and 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 I, first of all, I respect uh, I respect you as well, uh, Bob, and I and I always love the the tough questions. It makes it it always makes it fun. Thank you. Um, but I I would I would tell you this. Look, you know, Derek Merrin was also the same person who voted down legislation that had the Safe Women's Sports Act in there recently during lame duck. All right, and that also talked about discrimination on vaccines. I mean, so 
you know, we could sit there and, and, and say, well, he's not going to do this and he's going to do that. At the end of the day, I think we're going to have, we would have had chaos. Um, that, that's what ultimately would have ensued. So, you know, as far as the D's coming on board, I, I believe that the Democrats just looked at it. They have to vote, first of all. Uh, just so everybody, all the listeners are aware, the Democrats, a lot of people don't recognize this, the Democrats are required to vote. So they had, they had two options. They could vote for Jason or they could vote for Derek. And, you know, they frankly just felt like, but, you know, uh, it was going to Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you just hit it out of the park for me. The Democrats had a choice between Derek Maron and Jason Stevens. They chose Jason Stevens. That means Jason well, me... Stevens is going to be much more amenable to what they want to do. Is this not reminiscent to you, Representative Katrona, of Larry Householder from four years ago, where he literally engineered a deal with Democrats in order to get Democrats right. to vote for him as the quote-unquote Republican speaker? Um, deals were made then, and it begs the question, can you tell me, what deals have been made with the Democrats to get them to support the guy you wanted over Derek Maron? And, and, and to, um, I, I wasn't uh, quite finished with my, my thought process on that. Uh, just okay. to double back, I'll get back to, to that point there. All right. Um, so what I was getting at is that it's not that, it's not that the Democrats are looking at uh, you know, Jason and saying, we love Jason. Um, they're looking at it and saying, you know, we have seen uh, Derek and it has nothing to do with where he falls on things uh, as far as legislation. It is the fact that, you know, things would have been chaotic in an unfunctional house. So there's a difference between saying, hey, uh, this person or, or that person is, is not going to be pushing some type of a, a conservative agenda. At the end of the day, they, have to, they had to make a vote. And it wasn't that they felt like he would be more amenable to them. Frankly, I think they just looked at it and said, we are going to have chaos in the house with Derek. I mean, we, we've seen this with lame duck. And, and so that, that's, and, and to answer your, your ultimate question there, um, which I think was, you know, what deal? Yeah. What were the Democrats there, promised? There they weren't doing been, this. They, they weren't supporting Jason Stevens at the behest of you and a bunch of other Republicans, or at least 21 of you. They weren't doing this because it's going to benefit Republicans. They they're doing this because they're getting something for it. What are they getting? What deals were cut? Well, see, that's, that's the thing. Um, there has been and there was not any deal. And so I know, I know everybody kind of looked at that um, as, as suspect, like, well, well, well why would they? I mean, I think, but, but the truth is there was no deal. Um, there, there was so no why deal. Would Democrats agree, so why would Democrats agree to this then? Why would, why, would they, why would they cast their votes unanimous, well, 32 out of 33, for, for Jason Stevens instead of Derek Maron if they didn't feel like either, A, they were getting something for it in terms of agreements and deals on perhaps legislation to come, or B, just the fact that this guy uh, is more like us. He's a rhino. He's a Republican who's going to make decisions like a Democrat because Derek Maron has a very strong reputation among conservatives in our state. I don't care about CPAC. I can tell you what conservative organizations all throughout the state were thrilled we're talking about medical freedom groups. We're talking about pro-life groups. We're talking about uh, we're talking about uh, 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 school choice groups. We're talking about all of these groups who said Derek Maron, finally a conservative, is going to lead the House. Democrats well, didn't choose can... Jason Stevens for yeah. for no reason. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and real quick, I mean, you, you you bring up all these things about like medical freedom and all this. Look at the leadership team. And, and listen, I'm not trying to poke at, at anything. I mean, a lot of those folks over there, those are my colleagues. Um, you know good friends with them. Um, but, you know, you, you know, you have people that were on there that were opposing a lot of those things that you're talking about. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't know if, 
if necessarily, uh, you know, that, that's the, the most conservative portion of it. And so um, w- with that being said, at the end of the day, I believe that we're going to have a conservative agenda. And I think you're going to ask me back onto your show three months from now, two months from now, six months from now, and you're going to say, Katrona, I'm surprised. I, 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 you know, I was concerned at first uh, that there was not going to be this conservative agenda. And, but you're going you're gonna to ask me back on here and you're going to say, you're right. You guys have moved this bill, you moved that bill. I believe that, you know, and I can't speak uh, for, the, for the speaker, and I think that, frankly, it's the will of the caucus. And then, you know, that a lot of people need to recognize um, that's a big part of it. But I think that once we sit down and we go over our priorities, I think you're going to see a lot of things like save women's sports. I think you're going to see a lot of things that deal with, you know, those conservative values that both you and I have. And so, you know, at the end of the day, there was no deal that was cut. It comes down to the fact that, you know, do you want a functional house or not? And, and functional, functional meaning what? Some, functional meaning what? If you can define that for me, what does functional mean and why wouldn't functional be there if Derek Maron was the speaker as he was speaker-elect? Well, first of all, you have the, just the, 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 you know, stability factor. Um, you know, it's, you know, usually, as they say, you know, six months in, seven months in, you end up becoming kind of like a lame duck speaker. That's, that's just reality. And, you know, we, you know, it just is what it is. And so, you know, this release would provide a little bit of stability, and that would have given an opportunity for stability. Stability? How? I mean, it's the same thing as saying functionality. Okay, define stability then. You define well, functionality with so stability. So define stability years, in this term. If you have stability, you would have stability because if you have a speaker uh, for two years, that means the speaker's race starts on um, the day he grabs the gavel. Let's be honest here, and that creates infighting. That's always a problem. That's always an issue. It gets chaotic. Uh, we start doing kind of, uh, you know, weird stuff on the floor, and it, it's not conducive to the institution. Uh, with, with that being said, you have an opportunity for a six-year speaker, which gives you the stability okay. of having and knowing in the process and being able to say, this is where we're at, having that working relationship. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, um, you know, my job, I have really one job, and that's to take care of my district, um, you know, that's it. I, I mean, my job is to take care of the district and look out after the state of Ohio. I believe that. I believe that then. I believe that now. And I, frankly, I think that you know, time will time will show that. In fact, this is the case by going with Jason Stevens as Speaker of the House. We will have the stability. He will be conservative. He will keep the order. And and frankly, as far as I'm concerned, you know, everybody will be treated fairly as Republicans as we walk forward, knowing that our districts you know, are going to have a fair shape when we're going forward. We didn't feel that way when half the caucus was feeling ostracized by Marin, uh, not getting called, not being reached out, um, you know, being, I mean, listen, you have members out there. That you know, you, you, you keep 40. saying it out, Representative Katrona. And by the yeah. way, to your previous point, uh, I hope you are back on in three months, and I hope I'm saying you were right and I was wrong. I, I would like nothing better than for things to work out for Ohioans. Uh, but, but you keep saying half the caucus. And you keep talking like unity is important. Is unity important for among the 67-member Republican supermajority? Is unity important? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Unity is key here. And, okay. Well, and if that's the case, hold on. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. If unity is key, how do you get unity from 45 out of 67 supporting Marin? Only 22 supporting your new speaker. 
I, how do you get unity out of that, Representative Katrona? You're talking like it would be chaos if, if Marin was in charge because half the caucus, in your language, uh, didn't get phone calls from him and, and felt ostracized. Well, how do you think 45 Marin voters are going to feel out of 67 when a coup was just engineered with support of 32 out of 33 House Democrats? How, where's unity coming well, from? Well, unity started um, the day I, the day that he took the, the gavel because he's already sat down with these with these members. He's already starting that process. The healing is already occurring, and we've already we already have members who have said, "Hey, glad glad, that, glad you you know glad you're the speaker. Let's move forward, and you know um, let's rock and roll." So you can't look at the vote and say, "Well, those people are going to be against uh, Jason Stevens," then uh, and it's going to be terrible. Um, you have people who maybe made the vote that they made because of outside pressure, which there was, um, and you know, but are thinking that this went forward. You have people who said, "Listen, you know, Derek was my guy, but you know what, Jason, I think you're going to do a stellar job. I would have been fine with either of you guys. We've already had those conversations with members. This healing process will will continue to occur, and and it will strengthen us as a state. Listen. The last thing that we wanted is to, to have people, and there's a difference between how somebody votes and how somebody feels. A lot of people feel that they, that you know they that they are ready to move forward with Jason, that they're that they feel that they're getting their their fair shake, that nobody's being tarred and feathered, and I think that that's his approach. And to me, that's what builds unity. And, and I mean, oh. you know, just you can't look at the scoreboard and say they voted this way, therefore. They are totally against him, and they will not support any any type of. Well, that, that, that's uh, only know, one half of the equation, there, Representative Alcatrona. The other half of the equation is thirty-two out of thirty-three Democrats saying, "Yeah, we're in on this Republican, not the other Republican." They're not doing this out of the kindness of their hearts. They're not doing this because they suddenly feel like, "Boy, this is a really good, uh, uh, good for uh, you know conservatism." This is because it's going to benefit state Ohio Democrats and Ohio Democrat policies. That's their hope, anyway. Ohio uh, Democratic-led legislation. This is what their hope is. There's no. There's a reason they all went. Let me put it to you in the final final question for you. Put it to you in terms. Let's go to the uh, uh, the federal. You know the uh, the the national uh, uh, house. Um, you know Kevin McCarthy yesterday, of course, couldn't get the votes. Got two hundred two instead of two hundred eighteen, and so on and so forth. I don't know how you feel about Kevin McCarthy, but let me ask you this: If ninety nine percent of House Democrats suddenly voted for Kevin McCarthy, would you still want Kevin McCarthy to be the speaker? If 99%, because that's what I'm rounding here with 32 out of 33 Democrats in the Ohio House going for Stevens. If 99% of the uh, House Democrats on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. said, we're going to cast our vote for the Republican Kevin McCarthy, do you think that would be a good thing? You know, as far as, as far as um, you know, on the federal level, I mean, I know it's similar, but at times it's like comparing apples to oranges with this. I mean, well, um, you know, we have we have term limits, right? They don't, you know, so they have the ability. It's it's really two different things. We just talked about they're both legislatures. Right? They're both legislatures in both in, in, in both circumstances. I'm asking if the minority yeah. party, if the minority party suddenly came out on Moss for one uh, 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 candidate on the majority party. Um, do you think that the Republican Party in this case we should be happy with uh, Kevin McCarthy if ninety nine percent of Democrats said, "Yeah, that's our guy too"? 
Well, let me ask you this: What about what about if that guy was Jim Jordan? Uh, can you imagine one Republican, one Democrat, I, I much less much less all of the Democrats voting but, but for a Jim Jordan? The point being, no, 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 it is a hypothetical conversation, Representative. But the, the reason why mine is more uh, legitimate than yours is because it just oh. happened here. Uh, in, 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 and Jason Stevens is no Jim Jordan, and Kevin McCarthy on the federal side is no Jim Jordan. He is considered a moderate. It's why conservatives in the House are putting up, or putting up this resistance. They want Jim Jordan as opposed to a Kevin McCarthy. The, 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 the American sure. left, the Democrat House members would be, if anything, would be interested in, in, in a real squishy moderate like Kevin McCarthy as opposed to a hardcore conservative like Jim Jordan. That's why your, your hypothetical in response to mine just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't match up. But, but, I mean, play it out, though, like, like just real, very quickly. I mean, Jim Jordan, right, gets the support of the Democrats. Would we still be having this conversation uh, or would you be saying that Jim Jordan cut a deal uh, with the Democrats? I, I would be absolutely something? be interviewing Jim Jordan, which I do once a week, and asking what did you promise them or what did they promise uh, the Democrats, your, your, your people, in order for them to support you. Absolutely. Because you know yeah. what? I, and, because and, because and that's he, what would have and, to happen. In order for them to support somebody like Jordan, that's what would have to happen. And Jordan, of course, would never have made such a deal. That's why such a thing is just not. Well, uh, but. Well, and, and look, at the end of the day, um, as, as far as it is a little bit different because term limits do play a massive factor. I definitely get what you're saying, though. Um, you know, getting back to reality, I mean, there's term limits. So we talked about the stability factor. I mean, listen, the Democrats, they still want stability as well. They want stability for their staff. They want stability for these things. I mean, you know what? These are not substantive things that they are, like, you know, getting out of this. They are getting things that are, you know, longevity of a speaker it makes things run smoother for the house um we get an opportunity for to actually start on time for example which but, is but something you, that we know, but, but struggled but to representative do. Katrona, mm-hmm. what i wish is for democrats to feel unstable they have a 33 uh, uh member uh hold on 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 the the state house you have a super majority i don't want them to feel stable i want them to feel and like we're at, the mercy. we're at the mercy of this 67 strong red state super majority united behind the speaker mm-hmm. and instead they've got a 45 seat opposition to the speaker in that supermajority. Think, think well, about what that means bill- for the Democrats. This, yeah, but this is the thing. That stability still applies to us as Republicans and conservatives to keep that 67. We got to have stability, man. This stuff is that's what tears up. Um, that's what tears up and, and, and honestly, frankly, loses those those seats. So it, it, it's not just like, you know, they are they are fearful in general because of our numbers and and you know what at the end of the day as our our policies come down the line and as our agenda is kind of you know out in the open we're going to very quickly see you know where the where the cookies crumble i mean and and i think that you're going to be sitting here saying you know what Jason Stevens has got a pretty good agenda. Like, and, and, and this is the thing too. And I, 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 I really hope you're right. I, I do. And, and listen, I'm, I'm out of time thing. here. I'm out of. Okay. I'm out of time. It's the top of the hour now. I do not like what you and your 21 other colleagues did here, but I absolutely sure. respect you for coming on and answering critical questions. They're very, very important, and I hope we can keep that uh, that dialogue going as we see where this new leadership takes us. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Hey, thanks. Bob. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it.